Money Pit is presented by Glisten, Stanley, and The Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is The Money Pit, home improvement radio show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are here to help you tackle your home improvement project. We're here to help you solve your do-it-yourself dilemma. If you're working on a project inside your house, outside your house, pick up the phone and call us. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Getting ready for holiday guests. They're coming. They'll be here in just a week or two. Well, depending on how early you let them in your door, pretty soon. <laughs> now, there's a trick to this, Leslie, though. You want to make your house comfortable, but not so comfortable that they don't want to go home. Because we want them to stay, but not too much. Yeah, you definitely want them to leave at some point. But you have to make the rooms nice because they're your guests after all. So we'll give you some advice on just the right amount of comfort to put your holiday guests if you call us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Hey, coming up on today's program, did you ever wonder the difference was between a garage that you could use as, say, a home workshop or a gym uh, and one that you can't? Well, it's as often as little as about 20 or 30 degrees. That's all the heat you need to bring up that space above ambient to make it very, very useful. So we've got tips to help you heat your garage coming up in just a bit. And the holidays are hectic enough, and that really leaves very little time for things to go wrong. But what happens when they do go wrong? Well, we're going to have simple solutions to solve the most common holiday home improvement hassles just ahead. And one lucky caller we talked to on the air this hour is going to win a Cassetta wireless plug-in lamp dimmer. Because, let's face it, who wants to have to get up and walk across the room to change your light switch, right? When you could do it from the comfort of your easy chair. <laughs> no, and this is awesome. You just plug it into the outlet, and then I guess plug your light into it, and then you don't have to get up. Everything can go off. Then you can also check, you know, you can turn the TV channels. You really don't have to get up for anything. You can open your windows, make sure things are locked. I love it. Home automation rules. If you aspire to become a couch potato, I mean, this is sort of required equipment. That's what it sounds like to me. This is like a couch potato's like heaven right now, what's going on in home <laughs> Improvement. It's like, I can be so lazy and high tech. It's a prize worth 80 bucks going out to one caller drawn at random. If you'd like that to be you, pick up the phone, give us a call right now. The number is 1 888 Money Pit 888 666 3974. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Robert in Arkansas, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Well, I'm trying to find something that seems that nobody makes anymore. I'm looking for a metal continual ridge vent for steel roofing. What I've got in my hand is take the letter U and add a wing on both sides, flat in the bottom, comes in 10-foot sticks, and it's cut to fit the corrugation on the steel, and then the roof cap screws to it, the separate independent piece, and it's made out of metal and it's perforated. It's a ridge vent. Essentially, that's a metal ridge vent, but you're saying it's designed specifically for metal roofs? Right, specifically for metal roofs. And, you know, for decades I've got it, and I put a roof on over 15 years ago, and we had the bad storm went through, and I've got to replace parts of it. But no one, big box, little box, steel manufacturers can find this vent for me. And I know it comes in 10 foot sticks. And it's it's the metal piece that screws down to the roofing, and then your 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 ridge cap, you know, screws onto it. So, John, I mean, first of all, a ridge vent is a really good thing to have because it provides an area of the roof where, as wind blows over, it it will depressurize and pull warm air out of the building. I can see that it might be a challenge to find a ridge vent that's specifically designed for metal roofs, but there is a number of manufacturers out there that make them. There's a product called Flex O Vent. 
that is designed specifically for ridge vents. There's another company called Plyco, P-L-Y-C-O, that has another vent that's specifically designed for metal roofs, a ridge vent for metal roofs. I think um, if you check out those two brands, you may find one that works for you. And then you've got to try to um, obviously get the supplier, find a supplier locally. Now, some suppliers will be able to order this stuff in, but if you contact these companies, they may be able to ship them. I see that they come in at least, I guess what the Plyco comes in, eight-foot lengths, and I'm not so sure about the Flexo vent, but they certainly uh, come in lengths that may be uh, shippable to your location. Okay? Got it. We'll definitely look them up. I appreciate it. Good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Now we've got Lee on the line with a real estate question. We are military couple, and we have five children. We're just trying to decide when we should put our house up on the market. We just got orders to go to a new base, and we're trying to decide if we should put it up now or wait a few months, when the best time would be for that. Wow. Well, first of all, uh, thank you for your service, and that's quite a challenge that you have. You've got five kids, and you've, you've got to move um, I would say that you would be better off putting it up now, not waiting, even though it doesn't seem like it's the best time of year to sell. Uh, a bird in hand is worth two in the bush, as my, my dad always used to say. And if you can sell that house now, um, rather than risk not having it sold by the time it's time for you to move, that's the best possible scenario. If you find a buyer that's really co- uh, that's really cooperative, they might even be able to uh, you know extend the closing date to give you the time that you need to get to the new base. But I guess if I was faced with that scenario, I would probably try to get the home on the market as quickly as possible. Okay, sounds good. Thank you. You're very welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. We are screeching towards the holidays. I say screeching because it's coming fast, but are you ready or are you not ready? Well, don't worry. We're going to help you get ready. Give us a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Still ahead, don't let home repair hassles ruin your holiday memories. We've got tips to help you avoid the most common home and kitchen problems just ahead of holiday guests when the Money Pit continues after this. You live in a Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get socked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. 
Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. MONEYPIT. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. If you do, you might just win a great prize we're giving away this hour. We've got the Lutron Cassetta plug-in wireless lamp dimmer with the Pico remote. Yeah, you just plug it into any standard outlet, and then you plug your lamps into it, and you can adjust your lights with a remote control. It's going to work with incandescent bulbs, CFL, or even LED bulbs, and we're giving the dimmer and remote away this hour to one lucky caller. It's worth 80 bucks. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Now we've got Mark in Oregon on the line who needs some help with a hardwood flooring project. Tell us what you're working on. got an old wood floor, a hardwood floor that uh, is looking... Oh, kind of rough, but I don't really want to put a showroom shine on it, but yet I still want to keep it uh, protected, and I kind of want to keep it clean. So I was wondering if there's a product that you would suggest to more or less not refinish it, but yet keep it maintained, I guess. Well, so what you're saying is that you don't want to go all in and have it and, and like totally sand it down. You just want to sort of brush it up a little bit. Is that correct? Yeah, because it's it's well used. It's in a dining room, but yet I think I kind of like that antique or almost museum look to it. Is any of it worn down to the bone? Do you see uh, the raw wood anywhere, or is it just scuffed up a bit? It's it's pretty much scuffed and worn down. I would say yeah, but it's not uh, it's not it's not bad looking. It's just uh, I just don't want to really put a shine on it and make it look like it's a brand new uh, hardwood floor. You're going to need to pull the furniture out of the room, and then you have to do a light sanding of the floor. If it's not really worn out to the point where like it's it's got uh cracks or crevices or digs or you know areas where the the stain is missing or anything like that it's just sort of roughed up a bit 
You can do a light sanding, and the easiest way to do that is with a floor sander and a sanding screen on it. You go out and rent one of these floor sanders like you see used at a commercial building or the mall or someplace like that, and then they'll give you at the store a couple of sanding screens that go underneath it. And then you very carefully and slowly, you do like a light sanding of the whole thing, and then you'll have to hand sand along the, the, the baseboard and the corners and so on. Then uh, damp mop it just to make sure you get up all of the dust, vacuum and damp mop it. And then what you can do is apply two or three coats of satin polyurethane. I mean, you can even get flat polyurethane if you want absolutely no sheen to it. But satin usually has just enough sheen uh, to protect it but not be too obvious. And you apply that with, not with a brush, but with a lamb's wool applicator. You pretty much mop it on with a lamb's wool applicator. And uh, stay out of the room for a couple of days and you'll be good to go. Well, it sounds great to me. I'll give it a try. All right. Good luck with that project, Mark. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Phyllis in Ohio, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? I have a uh, trellis. Uh, it's on, I just have a small porch. And in the wintertime, especially, the wind comes ferociously from the northwest. And I, the trellis is put up on, uh, screwed up on uh, two by fours. And I was wondering, I was going to get a good grade of plastic. Should it be put on the outside or the inside of the trellis? Plastic to protect from the wind or plastic to protect the lumber? No, plastic so the wind don't blow into my front door. And I had the trellis put up so I could, in the spring, I want to put uh, flowers that vine up there. But for now, I want plastic to keep the wind away from my front door. Do you have a storm door on your front door? Yes, but it still comes through. Now, this trellis, as you describe it, I mean, there's a lot of different types of trellises. Is this a trellis that's flat on the wall, or is this sort of like a a portico where it kind of goes out and surrounds the door? No. uh, It's on the porch. I imagine my porch is probably maybe four or five feet wide, but it's on the porch on the outside of the porch, on two-by-fours. I see. So basically, and the, and the porch has a roof, right? So it's not just a deck? Right. It's got, the, it's got a uh, roof, uh-huh. So you kind of want to enclose your porch, so to speak, with this plastic sheeting is what you're suggesting. On that one spot, yes, where the it's right there as I go in and out the door. All right. Well, it's it, probably not going to be that attractive, but I guess what I would do is put it on the outside. Because this way, as the wind blows against it, it'll press against the trellis and it'll be less likely to tear. If you put it on the inside, the wind's going to go through it and it'll constantly pull itself off the trellis. Okay. So I think it will be secure if you put it on the outside. And as the wind blows against it, uh, you know, that trellis will help support it. Okay. Fine. Thank you. All right. Good luck, Phyllis. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, if you've got pride of ownership in your home and you enjoy taking care of it, we figure you might just feel the same way about your car. I know around my neighborhood, if we're not picking up our paintbrushes on the weekends, we're out there cleaning out our cars. Yeah, clearly you're not watching my house. My car's a mess. (laughs) But guys, you can now have a squeaky clean car all the time because we want to share some news that we think you're really going to love. You know, the place where you shop for that paintbrush is the same place where you can shop for all your car cleaning supplies and accessories. It's the Home Depot. Yep, we're helping spread the word about the expanded automotive department, both in-store and online. You can even get everything you need for your car's oil change. And lots of great choices when it comes to keeping your car in tip-top shape, like Barrett-Jackson Premium Tire Shine. After your tires are clean, you can put the shine back with Barrett-Jackson Premium Tire Shine. It penetrates the rubber, and it's going to dry to the touch with no wiping needed. Pick up that and many other auto care supplies at the Home Depot and online at homedepot.com. 
Scott, you've got the money pit. What's going on at your house? Well, in the wintertime, we have a little mold around the windows, and I can't seem to uh, alleviate it. So I was wondering if you guys had any ideas, mainly in the wintertime. So the mold is going to form where you have moisture and you have a food source that's organic, which could be like wood trim, for example, or frankly, even dust can do that, um, and air, of course. So when you find the mold, what happens is very often people will just try to wipe it away, but they end up leaving residual pieces of it behind. So what I would suggest you do is to mix up a bleach and water solution where where it's about, say, 25% bleach and about 75% water and spray it lightly around that area, being careful to keep it away from drapes or anything like that that you're concerned about staining, uh, and let it sit. And that will kill the spores that are behind the mold, and then you can wipe it off. If it's just a little bit, that's okay to do yourself without much risk of exposure. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Uh, I've done it before, but I've never let it sit any time. I've just sprayed it on and wiped it off. That's generally what people do, and, and it makes a difference if you let it sit, because it has to sort of take effect and really kill what's there, and then wipe it off. That sounds pretty good. I can do that. Good luck, Scott. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Twyla in Nebraska is on the line with a carpeting question. How can we help you today? Well, I have a cement slab house, and I need to replace the carpet in it that is currently I carpet in all the bedrooms and the hallway. And I was wondering whether I should go with laminate or whether I should go ahead and remain with carpet. Well, if you like the comfort of the carpet underfoot, underfoot you know, the, the, the hard thing to deal with when it comes to those concrete slabs is that they're super cold. So while you could replace them with laminate floor, the problem with the laminate is that it might be a bit chillier. You'd have to probably use area rugs. So if you're comfortable with the carpet, there's no reason not to replace it with new carpet. There is a trade-off, though, because, of course, carpet needs a little bit more maintenance than laminate, uh, but it certainly is a lot warmer underfoot. Does that make sense, Twyla? But you have to put something underneath the laminate, right? You'll see, depending on the brand of laminate flooring that you select, there's a different kind of underlayment that that manufacturer will recommend. And by underlayment, usually it's a thin roll of foam. Sometimes the underlayment is attached directly to the backside of the laminate flooring. It really varies per, per manufacturer, but there is something that you'll put in between the concrete and the flooring itself. Okay, now do you have a recommendation on on brand of laminate? There are lots of great brands out there. I would look for a name brand. You could look at Lumber Liquidators. You could look at Armstrong. Those are all good places to start, and uh, just check out their websites, get a sense as to the options, and you can narrow it down from there. Okay, Twyla? Okay. I thank you very, very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Alfred, you've got the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? I've got a duplex, and um, I, I got this idea from truck stop restrooms, from the truck stop shower, because I drive a truck. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, my question is, is, is in the... In the showers that I've seen or the bathrooms I've seen, the floor covering goes up on the sides of, of the um, – up to the wall, say, about, about three or four inches, you know. So, like, if somebody spills water or something like that, it doesn't go down, uh, you know, in the floor or whatever. And because the problem I've had in, in my duplex is that, um, you know, somebody run the bathtub over or something leak, and it goes down in my kitchen down below. Mm-hmm. And I'm redoing that bathroom, and I've seen, and I've seen this – uh, this thing in you know in the commercial bathrooms. I was wondering if something that I can do similar. You know, like is it, is it like a liquid epoxy 
Yeah, so what they're doing in that situation is they're essentially taking the entire floor and turning it into a shower pan. You know how if you have a shower where you have like a tile pan and the pan has the drain in it and you step in the shower and the water falls on the floor and then it runs in the drain. So think about that, but for the same size, basically full width of the shower, it's of the bathroom itself. I've seen bathrooms in Europe that are done that way. I've seen some in the United States, but it's not too common. So sure, it's entirely possible to do that, but it dramatically raises the cost um, of the bathroom build-out, which could be weighed against, you know, the occasional leak getting through. I mean, it's not a common occurrence for leaks to come through bathrooms, uh, so much so that I would recommend that everyone do that. But if you want to kind of go the extra mile and don't mind the expense and work, you certainly could build a shower pan that's the entire width of your bathroom. Oh, I got you. Is, is you have an idea what I could, what product I could use that, that does that? How would I actually do that? So shower pans can be made of lead. They can be made of fiberglass. They, they essentially have to be sort of molded in place, and then they're covered with tile. Oh, okay. That's how it's done. I got you. I got you. It's like a pool. Think about if you're trying to build a pool. You know, it has to, the base itself has to be absolutely waterproof, and then the tile covers it. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's great. Well, I definitely appreciate your uh, your time to answer my question. Thank you very much. Our pleasure, Alfred. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. He brings up a very good point that you can get ideas and inspiration no matter where you are. Here he is, a long-haul trucker, and sees this kind of a shower set up uh, in uh, one of the establishments that he stopped in and, and is thinking about whether he can do it at home. Makes sense. Not sure where to start? Well, we're going to talk garage heating options with Richard Trithui from TV's This Old House when the Money Pit continues. And This Old House on the Money Pit is brought to you by Stanley Mechanics Tool Sets. No matter if your project is automotive, recreational, or home improvements, you can rely on Stanley Mechanics Tools for versatility, durability, and to get the job done right. Hi, this is Mary Lou Henner from the Mary Lou Henner Show, and I'm obsessed with these guys. You're listening to The Money Pit. My buddies Tom Kreitler and Leslie Segretti. On the Money Pit Radio Show. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. By calling 888-MONEY-PIT. Money Pit. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, the holiday means your kitchen and your energy bill are about to go into overdrive. You can save some of that money for yourself or add it to your shopping budget with some kitchen efficiency tips that can help you save big. Learn how to keep utility bills down, but holiday spirits high. It's all on the homepage right now at moneypit.com. All right. Next up, we've got Jim in Oregon with a paneling question. Tell us what you're working on. I've got a house that was built in uh, the early 1950s, and I moved into it in the 70s, and it didn't have any insulation in the in the walls of the house. So I took the interior paneling off, which was quarter-inch plywood was all it was, and then I put insulation behind that and, of course, rewired it at the same time. And then when I put the quarter-inch paneling back, after I put the insulation in, then I put, uh, of course, it was in the 70s, a big paneling error, so I just put paneling over the top of that. Now I want to kind of upgrade it a little bit, and I'm not too sure if, if my best route would be to, to clean the paneling really well and paint it or clean the paneling really well and have somebody come in and spray it uh, like you do uh, sheetrock, or maybe I should put quarter-inch sheetrock over the top of it and tape it off and then spray it. Uh, or a possibility of putting uh, on every 
stud, put a tube of two on the stud, and then put the insulation in that looks like stereofoam with the uh, tinfoil on each side, and then panel over our sheetrock over the top of that. So I'm kind of looking at dollars and cents and which way to go. Wow, you have a lot of choices. I mean, do we want? We really want a cosmetic solution here. Yes. If that's the case. There's no reason you can't paint this. I mean, painted paneling can look quite attractive if it's done well, right, Leslie? But I think priming is probably important. Yeah. I mean, you're right about wanting to clean it. Then you're definitely needing to prime it with a very good quality primer because you want it to adhere very well to the paneling. And, you know, depending on if this is actual wood paneling or some sort of, you know, wood-like paneling, you just want it to stick well. And then I would go with whatever paint over it, you know, the issue here is whether or not you like the look of the vertical lines. If you like them, then you're going to love it painted because somehow white paneling looks fantastic, especially if you've got a decor and a home style that lends itself to that look. It can really work for you. Um, I really wouldn't paint it any other color because then it's like, oh, that's painted paddling where suddenly in a white, it's like, oh, it's got like a country chicish charm to it. Um but, you know, it, it's really up to you whether that's a look that you like and will enjoy. If you can work with it, then I definitely say go for the paint. So if I, I paint it white on it, my bighorn sheep hanging on the wall and the antelope and stuff would stand out really well. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they would. <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation for another day. <laughs> Yeah, I can just understand that. I used to own a sporting goods store, so I understand that. All right, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us, Jim, at one eight 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 Money Pit. Well, if you're an avid DIYer and happen to have a garage, you can bet there are many projects that get worked on in that space. Ah, yes, but in winter, that gets pretty tough because the garage is the one place under roof that is not heated. Fortunately, there are a number of ways to add heat to the garage, and with us to talk through some of those options is Richard Trothui, the plumbing and heating contractor on TV's This Old House. Welcome, Richard. Hi, guys. It seems like I've been in the garage for about 35 years. I think so. Yeah. You know, But the garage is one of those great untapped spaces for a workshop, for a hobby area, or for lots of other things. Yet heat is all that stands between using that space year-round or simply using it seasonally, right? Well, adding garage heating as a task has become very common for homeowners. I mean, they really want to extend the living space. Dad wants a place to hang out away from the teenage kids. And today, garages are laundry rooms, they're workshops, they're play areas, and they're even niches for pets. So some people even do garage conversions to turn it into almost a man cave or a mummy cave. So you have to make a decision when it comes to how you're going to heat that garage. I think some folks might think, well, why can't I just extend my existing heating system? But it's not quite that simple, is it? Yeah, you're not going to extend a conventional ductwork through the outside spaces. And usually these are detached garage most very often. Sometimes they're not, but many of them are detached garages. Uh, I think you should look at, first and foremost, you look at a conventional, what they call a wall furnace. Now, this would be a, you'd look at it, it looks like a conventional furnace, except that it is molded or stuck to the wall. Okay. And now... Uh, it's usually gas. Uh, it could be LP or propane. It could be electric. And now you are going to, if you have flu products, if it's gas or if it's gas, you'd have a vent to outside. The key to this, if you have a garage where an automobile will be there with fuel in the automobile, with paints that could be uh, flammable, you have to make sure there is no chance of any flame coming in contact with those fumes. So you need to have, be safe. And so these wall furnaces work perfectly. Uh, in that case, you'd have... The air that's in the room would be brought in through the bottom of the wall furnace through a filter. It would get heated or cooled. Rarely it's going to be cool for a garage. 
and then it would come out through the high discharge here. But the key is that the flue products, the part that's got the heavy flame in it, it goes to outside. Now, that's a good point. I remember from all the years I spent as a home inspector, I think the open flame in a garage has to be uh, no lower than about 18 inches off the floor, right? That's right. And, uh, you know, on an unrelated thing is you no longer can keep a water heater, a conventional water heater in a garage Same because the, the mandate is if somebody spilled a bucket of paint and it came right across the floor and could be lit up by the water heater flame, which is so low, it's totally dangerous. That's why we used to see the plumbers put them up on a couple of blocks. That's right. So That's you see right. them up above that, that level. You can't be too safe when you have uh, fumes like that. Now, aside from uh, the gas-fired uh, forced air systems. What about infrared? That seems to be somewhat popular. Yeah, infrared's pretty interesting because even in a nice tall garage, you could use this flame and that really heats by long wave radiation. You'd have this glowing uh, face. I mean, we've seen radiant style burners in some outdoor grills. This is an infrared. Again, you want to be sure, even though you have a flame there, you want to be sure that you're pulling the flu products out and vented. It can't be an unvented one. There are special uh, gas infrared radiant heaters that are made strictly for garages and approved as such. So make sure you do it right if you're going to do it. The nice thing about those is there's no air movement. If you ever want to use your garage to do refinishing of wood projects or painting of automobiles or, or anything that's delicate, and you, there's no air movement, so dust is not an issue when you have gas infrared. I think that's one of the places where it's just, it's a new tool for us and we're loving it because now you could put this unit high on the sidewall in that garage and not only do you get heating in the winter, you also quietly, carefully, gently get cooling in the summer and that means you use that space all year round. So we're talking about the same type of split ductless system that you might use in your house. That's right. You've seen them before. They're about three feet long. They're about 14 inches high, about six inches off the wall. It's sort of a, they call it a high wall cassette and it's got a, it has a remote like a television that you can set, set your thermostat and turn it on, turn it off. It also dehumidifies beautifully. Now, Richard, one of the challenges of heating a garage has to be dealing with the huge garage door, which is not known for its energy efficiency That's right. for, for the usual reasons. That's right. Is there a way to kind of uh, help insulate that space and block that space uh, between the outside and the inside? Well, commercial spaces, uh, you know, commercial uh, auto body shops and things like that, they'll use a thing called an air curtain, and that will be an actual blower that is a long, uh, skinny blower, which actually goes right above the garage doors. And what happens is if you create an air curtain, like a wall of air that's just streaming down, it sounds inefficient, but actually what you're doing is you're creating an invisible wall which keeps the air that has already been conditioned inside the building. So you can have right. the, and you can still pass through it and not lose it all and then and it's it's really a powerful way to keep energy inside of a building and that used to be it was only for commercial spaces now we see them for residential application that's a really cool idea now with garages they're typically not very well insulated in fact only the wall between see the garage and the main house is insulation so you don't want to overlock the fact you don't want to overlook the fact that if you've got some open walls, it's it's going to help you if you add some insulation, too. That's right. Insulating, you can't do it enough. Uh, the, but the fact is, with this garage, you're not going to bring it to 68. You don't right. need to bring it to 68. You need to bring it to 50 or 55. You've got to get it to a place where you're not going to see your breath, and you can still use it. Take the edge off a little bit. That's right. All right. Richard, you always take the edge off us when we're here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are great. Thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Richard Truthdewey, the plumbing and heating contractor from TV's This Old House. And this old house is brought to you on PBS by Lumber Liquidators. Hardwood floors for less. Later on this hour, is a router worth the investment? Find out some cool things you can do with that tool when the Money Pit continues after this. You live in a Money Pit. 
making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone and give us a call right now at 888-MONEY-PIT for the answer to your home improvement question and an opportunity to win this hour's prize. Yeah, we're giving away the Lutron Cassetta wireless plug-in lamp dimmer with Pico Remote. Now you just plug it into any standard outlet and then you can adjust your lights simply with a remote control. That's right. Be lazy. Hold it in your hand. Put it on a tabletop. Mount it to the wall. Whatever is easiest for you to then best control your lighting. And I mean it. We want it to be easy for you. It's a great prize. Check out the website. It's CassettaWireless.com. Worth 80 bucks going out to one caller drawn at random. Let's get back to those phones. The number is one eight 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 money pit Well, the potatoes are mashed, the pumpkin pie is cooling, and the guests are hungry. But what's a homeowner to do when the unpredictable happens? Step one, don't get caught off guard. Yeah, you know, if your garbage disposal goes on the fritz, you want to make sure you turn off the electrical circuit. Now, use a flashlight and tongs, tongs, people, not your hand tongs to pull out any obstructing objects. If this doesn't work, you want to work from inside the kitchen base cabinet, insert an Allen wrench into the base of the disposal, and then rotate clockwise and counterclockwise until that object becomes dislodged. Now, if your electricity takes a timeout when the guests are around, there's a good chance a circuit tripped from overuse. So you want to turn off any appliances like hair dryers, uh, vacuum cleaners, microwaves, any kind of appliance like that that might have triggered the outage. And then go ahead and go to the main electrical service panel and then look for the circuit breaker that's in the tripped position. Now switch it off and then back to the on position and you can go ahead and plug your appliances back in one at a time so that the circuit isn't going to trip again. And if your dishwasher goes on strike after 20 of your closest friends and relatives have finished dinner, don't panic yet. There's a chance a large dish is simply blocking the spray arm. A very easy fix. Just reorganize the rack and and run it again. For more tips to avoid holiday home improvement hassles, log on to moneypit.com. Oh, now we've got Catherine from Colorado on the line. Not something we like to deal with. Pest control. What is going on with the mice and the rats? Uh, well, the downstairs in the house, it's not finished. Uh, so somehow they're getting in downstairs, and I see little drop-ins um, different places. So what I've been using so far is the those green pellets of poison. But I've heard from a friend that there's new products out there, the ultrasonic plugins. I wanted to get information about that if you would know. Yeah, I would skip that. I think that's kind of junk science. So uh, I would skip any of those ultrasonic plug-in things. What you want to do is a couple of things. First of all, you want to eliminate nesting areas. So around the area of your house, if you have firewood, trash cans, debris of any sort that's anywhere near the foundation, those are nesting areas for rodents. You eliminate those. Secondly, you plug up any openings in the outside walls of that house. Now, mice need something the size of about a quarter or even less to get in. So any openings should be should be plugged. Uh, inside the house, you want to make sure that there's no food for them. So a lot of times people will make mistakes by providing food when they don't realize they're doing it. For example, I had a friend who used to keep uh, uh, her pet food in the garage, and it was a big, you know, sack, 50-pound, whatever it was, bag of pet food. Never really even noticed that the mice had dug themselves a nice little front door for this that wasn't obvious, and they were just getting a big meal every single day from the pet food. So look for things like that where, where food is being left out for them. Moisture is also very attractive to rodents, so water that collects the foundation perimeter can bring them in. And inside the house, I think you're doing the right thing using uh, the baits and the poisons because that's they're very effective. 
effective with most of the debates today. You know, for example, the decon, uh, one uh, hit of that, so to speak, it takes them out. I mean, it's just one and done. So I think all those things together is what's going to control and reduce the rodent population around this house. Okay, Catherine? Coming up, are you thinking about hiring a pro for a project? Well, make sure that they're properly licensed and properly insured in case something does go wrong. We're going to tell you what credentials to look for and where to find them when the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show continues after this. The Money Pit is brought to you by Glisten. Glisten makes it easy to clean, freshen, and maintain your dishwasher, disposer, microwave, and washing machine. So improve the performance of your appliances with cleaning solutions from Glisten, the machine cleaning experts. Visit glistencleaners.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where home solutions live. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, holidays can do a number on home improvement budgets. If you've got more time than extra money this winter, there's still a lot that you can do to enhance the value and comfort of your home. You can get seven affordable DIY home improvements perfect for these indoor months. They're on our homepage right now at moneypit.com. And while you are online looking for inspiration, perhaps you're just all confused with whatever you're working on right now. So email us or post your question. And I've got one here from Ryan who writes, before I hire him. Okay, Ryan, I'm going to adjust that a little bit. Before I hire him, her, or the person that's best for the job, I want to make sure that my prospective contractor carries proper insurance and licenses. Should he or she have a card that states that he's licensed and have liability and workman's compensation. I assume the license would be obvious with the state's information on it, but the insurance aspect makes me wonder. Well, these are definitely key questions to ask a contractor before letting them and their team onto your property and into your home. Now, the license requirements are going to vary, Ryan, by state and by county and sometimes even by municipality. So a good place to start to determine what licenses are required is your local building department. Find out what licenses are required for the kind of work the contractors are going to be doing on your home. And more importantly, which ones they're required to verify. Now, in many cases, they'll carry a physical card that documents their license, which is much like a driver's license. But now, in terms of insurance, you want to request the declarations page from your contractor's insurance liability policy. This is important because this is the page that states that they have insurance and how much insurance they actually have. Now, you want to make sure the contractor carries both liability insurance and workman's comp both of which should be stated on those declaration pages. And if you want to feel really confident about your contractor, call the insurance agency listed on that page to confirm the insurance is still in effect. Here's a dirty little trick. Some contractors will purchase the insurance and then very quickly drop it, keeping that declarations page for their display folder. So you want to make sure that the insurance is active by calling the insurance company. Yeah, that's really smart. I mean, I know even when I'm doing interior design projects with clients, Um, in the city or wherever, like if I'm using a painter, I have to make sure that the painter puts that client's name on their certificate of insurance and I provide that to my client just so that everybody's covered. I mean, those are things you really do need to look out for. That's a good point. That's called an additional insured. If you really want to be careful, you can have your name added to their deck page as an additional insured and that will make sure 
that you're absolutely covered. Yeah, it's really important. All right, next we've got a post from Kate who writes, I was excited to build some bookshelves for my daughter's room, but the step-by-step directions I found say that I need a tool called a router. This sounds serious. I don't exactly know what that is and why I should use it. Can you help? It's a great tool. I mean, it does help you do a number of woodworking projects. If you want to put an edge, like a rounded edge or an OG. All different kinds of edges. Yeah, exactly. Or if you need to route a rabbit or a slot into, say, the upper pieces to build the bookshelf. You could do that. You can buy a, a router for all sorts of price levels. They started around 50 bucks up into the hundreds. And it's the kind of tool that once you start working with it, you'll be so impressed. You'll start thinking of projects that you could do that need a router to get them done. Yeah, it's fun. And remember that the router is going to have a guide on it. So you really can't go too far into the wood. You'll end up with a really nice project and a finished edge and you truly will become addicted to your router. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, always on air and online at moneypit.com. Thank you for spending this hour with us. We hope that we've helped you get your home in holiday shape for the guests that are about to arrive. If you've got questions, we've got answers 24-7 at moneypit.com. And you can also post your questions to the Money Pit's Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Money Pit.